If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Kelly Show, let's have some fun on a Friday, baby, and ask Dr. Jesse Friday, and boo here's what we've got for today. I think I've said this maybe two or three times ever, but as you know, all three hours today are the questions you've emailed in. I've never had such a great random bit of questions. I just picked six off the top. You know what the six are? First one's about the Silicon Valley Bank bailout and smaller banks. So we'll get to that right away. I'm going to open with that. This next one, someone's estranged from their mother because of COVID stuff. Someone wants to know, would I prefer a transgender illegal immigrant or a kindergarten teacher who's woke? I'm not making that up. We have Nazis versus the Soviets history talk tonight. Someone wants to know a surgery update after the wife and... What do I do when someone's at the light ahead of me and doesn't go when it turns green? All that and so much more. They're all good tonight. All that is coming up tonight on the world-famous Jesse Kelly Show. But I want you to know, I want you to know exactly where my head's at as we start out. But my focus is just stay focused. So I'm going to stay focused and let's begin here because there was... I'm not going to use the word jaw-dropping because I knew this was happening and I told you it was going to happen, so you shouldn't be shocked. 
But there was an exchange today between a senator I hate and someone else I hate. So I'm quite conflicted. It's low-T Oklahoma Senator James Lankford. Let's change the military base names. But he sat down and he asked Janet Yellen some hard questions today. And I'm going to play you a couple cuts of that. But I actually got this question. Leads me right into it. Oracle. Does the SVB bailout sound like DNC money laundering to you? This was a tech bank, you know, for left-wing DNC donors and techies. I have no doubt that a good chunk of the bailout money will wind up at the DNC as campaign donations. And his name is Dave. And I just want to point out something, a clip we played earlier this week, and then I'll get to the James Langford stuff from today. If you actually you look at which bank this is, this is the Silicon Valley Bank. This is the startup bank. This is also oftentimes the Democratic ATM bank of all those investors. And so the fact that you don't have these individuals, the investors that invest in the yeah. people. So the fact that you don't have someone actually talking from the administration and being so I do think that we're, we're going to see our Republicans saying, oh, you shouldn't bail this one out. Mm. And it's going to be, I think, very much on a long political line. Oh, well, that was before they started bailing them all out. Now, I've gotten a bunch of email questions about these bailouts and how these are working. One, let's be real clear about something. This isn't like quite yet the bailouts that we saw before that were equally ridiculous. What we're seeing right now is not necessarily a bailout of the bank shareholders or the bank board members, what we're seeing is the FDIC, they're guaranteeing deposits more than what the limit is. What does that mean? Let's say, let's say I'm rich and I've got, I've got $250,000 in a bank account. That money is FDIC insured. FDIC insured. That means if somebody walks in with a pistol and pulls all 250 grand out, I don't even know if they keep that in there, but you know what I mean, or the bank goes under, or whatever happens, I get my $250,000 back. Pause for another quick moment here. You know, I already told you. But my focus is just stay focused. The FDIC, where's that money come from? Where's that insurance money come from? All the banks, the various banks and credit unions do it a little differently. And I'm not an expert on it, but the banks will pay a fee. So ultimately you pay for this insurance. All right. So me, Rich Jesse, I got 250 grand in a bank. Bank goes under FDIC. Here, Jesse, here's your 250 grand back. But if I have 500 grand in the bank, I'm super rich, Jesse. And the bank goes under. I still only get 250 grand back. And that's not, I should note, that's not one of these things that, oh, it's just a case-by-case basis. Those are the rules. Now, knowing that, I want to play you something from Lankford to Yellen today. Chris had to cut it up a little because it was too long. Every bank, every community bank in Oklahoma, it's still two hour, It's still two minutes long, just a heads up. Every bank, every community bank in Oklahoma, regardless of the size of the deposit, will they get the same treatment that SVBP just got or Signature Bank just got? A bank only gets that treatment if a majority of the FDIC board, a supermajority, a supermajority of the Fed board, and I, in consultation with the president, determine that the failure to protect uninsured depositors would create systemic risk and significant economic and financial consequences. So what is 
Sorry, sorry. Stepping in here real quick. Just want to make sure you're clear on what she just said because that was a whole lot of, well, this board and that board and this board and you don't know and I don't know about that. Here's what she said. There's a group of very elite important people on top. She was asked, hey, what about our, our, our community banks here in Oklahoma? And she said, flat out, well, there's this group of elites. There's this elite here and elite here and elite here and I'm one of the elites and what we will do is we will get together on our own and we'll decide if that bank going under creates an actual threat to the financial system. What we deem to be a threat to the financial system. And if it does, we'll bail it out. And if it doesn't, well, too bad, so sad. Is your plan. Make that determination. Right. right. So, so what is your banks. plan to keep large depositors from moving their funds out of community banks into the big banks. We have seen the mergers of banks over the past decade. I'm concerned you're about to accelerate that by encouraging anyone who has a large deposit in a community bank to say, we're not going to make you whole, but if you go to one of our preferred banks, we will make you whole. By the way, quick side note on this, had this conversation with a friend last night. He was texting me about the insurance and FDIC stuff, and we weren't really talking politics. And he said, by the way, transferred all my money out today. I'm not going to give the name of the bank. He had a local bank here in Houston. And I said, what? Why? Did they do something to make you mad? He said, no, man, I'm not losing all my money. He swapped it all to a big bank. At that point. Um, look, I mean, we're, that's certainly not something that we're encouraging. That is happening right now. That is happening because depositors are concerned about the bank failures that have happened and whether or not other banks could also um, no, it, it, fail. No, it's happening and because it's, you're fully insured no matter what the amount is. If you're in a big bank, you're not fully insured if you're in a community bank. Well, you're not fully insured. and You, you big, were at Signature, the, and the it, big, was, it just barely met that threshold. You were at Signature. Well, we felt that there was a serious risk but hold on, does, does, that was the money part there. I'm going to play the rest of it, all right? Did you hear what she said? And this is, this is going to go to what I wanted to talk about today. Because I want to pause on this for a moment. What, what I'm going to open with, then we'll get to all the fun Ask Dr. Jesse stuff. Did you hear what she just said? This is what we felt. This is what we felt. This is what I mean when I talk about the death of everything. When I just referenced a couple minutes ago, when I just referenced, and you heard her reference, the Fed board, and there's a board here and there's a board there, what did you picture? I'll tell you what I pictured as I said the words. You know what I pictured? I pictured the same thing you did. Some fancy boardroom with all this rich mahogany and all these people in business suits in there. And who are these people in business suits? Well, all these genius finance guys. And I've got 9 million business degrees from Harvard. And I can, I can, I can do the entire multiplication table in less than half a second. And you're picturing all these finance geniuses from the Harvards and the Chicago's and the Columbia's. And wow, and they're the smartest people in the world making these decisions. Allow me to reference headline, courtesy of the New York Post. Columbia becomes the first Ivy League school to permanently drop the SAT and ACT so more black people can get in the university and fewer Asians will. That Fed board who's out there making decisions on which bank gets bailed out and which one doesn't, they're doing it based on how they 
feel? You think you've got a fi- bunch of finance sharks sitting around a table? You have a bunch of full-blown communists. Of contagion that could have brought down and triggered runs on many banks um, and that something, given that our judgment is that the banking system overall is safe and sound, um, depositors should have confidence in the system. Do you have, be honest with yourself, do you have the ability to purchase something if this financial system goes kaput on us for a time? Do you have physical gold and silver in your hands? What have I told you forever? Same thing. Every expert I bring on, what do they tell you every time? Buy things you can touch and feel right now. Invest in things you can touch and feel right now. Get gold or, or silver. I don't care. You pick in your IRA or 401k to protect that. Get some, some physical gold in your hands. These people are playing fast and loose with something, with a system that is already brittle. We are dangling by a thread, and the dumbest slash most evil people on the planet are still running the show. Please make sure you have protected yourself and the money you've worked so hard for. Call 833-995-GOLD. Tell Oxford Gold Group that Jesse told you to call Oxford. They're just the best, man. I love these guys. They'll take care of you, I promise. They'll take good care of you. Just see my emails. Everyone writes in how easy, how laid back it is. 833-995-GOLD. Call right now, all right? Finish up on this in a second. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. You're welcome. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Chris, thank you for bringing us back with the White National Anthem. Much appreciated there from the Beach Boys. And remember, always remember on Friday. You know, freedom is not free. It's not free, Chris. It has to be fought for. So, look, we're going to move on from this because Chris just told me I'm bumming him out. And I don't want to bum anyone out. But they're going to bail out the big ones. Why? Well, because this country, as a late-stage republic... This country has reached a point where businesses understand that their true livelihood, their true safety, their true security is to make sure big daddy government is happy with them at all times. That's why you see, it's part of the reason why you see so much of corporate America, so much of it out there enabling, reaching a handout to flat out funding the various communist street groups on the ground. Why do they do this? Why does Silicon Valley Bank stroke a $70 million check to Black Lives Matter? Why does your, why does your bank or investment group, why do they fund, why do they sponsor the local child drag queen event? You see these events everywhere. What you'll notice is there's always a sponsor. There's always Walmart or something like that. Why do they do this? There's a lot of reasons communist HR directors stop hiring these feminist hags out of college. That's one of the reasons. Another reason is simply a scared CEO, scared board, doesn't want the the communist rage mob after them. But another reason is also it pays 
to make sure the system knows you are a worthy servant, a loyal servant who will step up when the system wants something. Because the entire policy of the United States government for 10 plus years now, I'm talking every single unelected bureaucrat, the entire policy of the government has been full-blown cultural Marxism. Endless race agitation, gender agitation, tranny stuff, the LGBTQ stuff, the climate change insanity. And that is the stated policy of the United States government. And when you combine that with the fact the United States government has spent years financially locking in huge portions of the private sector to itself, you now have a private sector that feels like it has to pay its membership dues from time to time. So if you're Silicon Valley Bank, here's the God's honest truth. We've talked about this in the past. If you're Silicon Valley Bank and setting aside right and wrong and what's good and bad, it's the smart financial move to stroke that $70 million check to Black Lives Matter. You know why? Because you know Big Daddy Taxpayer is going to be standing right behind you. It has been reported publicly that uh, SVB had a large number of Chinese investors that are there, including some that were companies directly connected to the Chinese Communist Party. It, will, will, those will those individuals, companies, entities, and investors that are Chinese investors be made whole based on assessments in my banks in Oklahoma? So what I'm asking is, will my banks in Oklahoma pay a special assessment to be able to make Chinese investors whole from Silicon Valley Bank? Uninsured investors will be made whole in that bank, and I suppose that could include foreign inv foreign depositors. They're going to bail out the chai comms all while your savings goes up in flames. By the way, I, sh I should note something. I do not think we are going to see the collapse of every bank in America. I am not telling you to run down to your bank and pull all your money out and stuff it in a mattress. I am not saying that. I've never told you that at all. Don't do these drastic life-changing things. Do little things here and there to protect yourself and your family. All right? Little things here and there. As for me... But my focus is just stay focused. That's my focus, Chris. That's my focus. You know why? You know why I'm so focused, Chris? Because of my male vitality stack from Chalk. You see... That's the biggest thing I noticed on top of all the other enjoyable benefits of it. When you get on a male vitality stack from Chalk and you take it for 90 days, I have so much more energy, especially later in the day. And you know I do the show later in the day. I wake up, have breakfast with the boys, take them to school, hang out with the wife, come into the studio. So the end of the day is when my, quote, work day starts. If you consider doing radio work at all. But male vitality stack from Chalk... I'm fired up and ready to go, baby. Female vitality stack for you dimes out there too. All kinds of natural herbal supplements. U.S. manufacturing and you're supporting anti-communists. Go to chalk.com. C-H-O-Q.com. Promo code JESSE gets you 35% off subscriptions. You have to get this subscription. Don't pay full price like a chump. Chalk.com. Promo code JESSE. Ask Dr. Jesse questions. Jesse, which do you dislike more? A transgender female that sells cars and is an illegal immigrant 
or a kindergarten teacher, yeah, uh, critical race theory. For free. I don't know, this person doesn't know how to sell. A kindergarten teacher teaching critical race theory is what this person says. Okay, one, I, people think I'm hard on illegal immigrants or harsh. Maybe you consider that because I think everyone should be turned away at the border and everyone here, men, women, and children, should be deported. But I totally sympathize with illegal immigrants. If I was if I was in some dump like El Salvador, I'm a rule breaker by nature. I'd probably come up here anyway too. I, I, now that doesn't mean I feel like we should be nice to them as a nation. That's crazy. We're a sovereign nation. Enforce your borders. Enforce your immigration laws. But I don't hate illegal immigrants, and I actually I don't have any animosity or hate in my heart towards people who think they can change their gender either. I feel bad for them. Now the second you start trying to push that on kids and stuff like that. Now your business has just become my business, and now we got a problem. But I don't care that you. I don't care that you go through that. I feel bad for you. You obviously are going through some hard things and have gone through some hard things in your life. You find some grown man out there and wants to chop his penis off because he thinks he's a woman. I would bet you his life story is probably one that would make you feel bad. I bet his life story is not one that. It's not yours. I'll put it to you that way. I don't I don't hate those people. Now, I hate the movement. You're not pushing it on my society, but I don't hate those people at all. Whereas a kindergarten teacher pushing critical race theory on kids, I actually think that's one of the most evil people on the planet, and she should be locked in a cage the rest of her life. You're doing that on purpose. You're just a horrific witch. All right, on that happy note, <laughs> let's do a little history talk. People love to do some history. You want to do some history? And... What do I do if the car doesn't go when the light turns green? Hang on. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon. Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday out We're here. Changing people's lives. And you can email the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. There's so much good stuff tonight. Some some lady's son wants to smoke weed to get kicked out of the military. The, the, these questions are heavy and light and awesome and fun tonight. First of all, let's address something right here because there has been a vicious lie spread around about me, and I'm going to address it right now. This question is, Dr. Jesse, <clears throat> How do you deal with the situation where there's someone in front of you with the light that turned green, but they don't go? Do you honk? How long do you wait to honk? What kind of a honk? A long, angry honk or a short, polite bump of the horn? Follow up with a hand wave? So many ways to play this. What say you? All right. I need to address lies, vicious lies that have been spread. What, Chris? This one has been spread by the wife. She has been spreading a lie for a long time that I use my horn a lot. This lie is grounded in no truth whatsoever. She will argue whenever we're talking on the phone, I always end up honking at someone, which is a lie. It's happened like twice or five times, something like that. She will argue that the, uh, the horn on my pickup truck, remember I traded in my pickup for my midlife crisis car, I think I'm done with the midlife crisis going back to a pickup. I'm going back to a pickup, by the way. Anyway, but my last pickup truck, the horn actually fried out on it, and it ended up having kind of a little weak girl car horn beep, towards the end because I, she said I had overused the horn. I just think it was a faulty horn. Either way, I want to be clear about something. One, I don't honk my horn a lot. I honk my horn an appropriate amount. Two, it's not a rude honk when I honk. I don't have a speakerphone. I don't have the ability to speak to you inside of your car and let you know that you're a rude jerk who didn't go when the light turned green because you're selfishly looking at your phone and not thinking about the other drivers on the road. I don't have that. All I have is a horn. It's the only communication device you've given me. I'm essentially your dog. I'm a dog. I can't speak to you. 
I have no choice but to bark. You can interpret that bark any way you want, but I'm barking. And when the light turns green, if you're staring at your phone, ah, oh, let me update my Instagram, and there's a line of people in the car, be, uh, in, the, in the light behind you, you have, let me see, let me just do this right here live on the air. Let's see, I'm looking at the red light of the camera right now. Boom, that goes green. 1,001, 1,002. You have three seconds. You have three seconds. And then I would even argue I'm being generous. Three seconds. Chris, is that not generous? Chris gives them two. Okay. Yeah. You have three seconds. Now, again, I'm not being rude. It's a communication device. What you get is boop. You get one of those first. But you don't have three more seconds after you get the first little boop. After that, you've probably got one and a half. The next one is going to be longer. The next one is going to be more significant. If you look behind you, you will likely see me curled up in my midlife crisis car, throwing my hands in the air at you, doing anything I can do to make sure you are aware that you're stupid. And again, I do that not because I'm mean. I do that as a public service. Stupid people make everything more difficult. Stupid people have no chance to become smart unless you reveal their stupidity to them. It's what, Chris? It's, it's why I do what I do every day. It's a public service anyway. That's where I get on the road. I will tell you, I am trying and succeeding, I should point out. I don't remember last time I honked my horn for real. I am trying to be calmer on the road, one, because I have sons. And when you have sons, you get mindful of all the bad things about you that you don't want to pass down to them, including my temper. I, like, I, all I picture is all the bad things I'm giving them. That's one. Two, how many times have I told you it's dangerous out there? It's very, very dangerous out there and getting more dangerous. And as we go into economic hard times and people start getting more desperate and more angry and more scared and use more drugs and drink more. And it just people get shot on the road a lot out there. Now keep that finger, that middle one. You're not You're not supposed to be flashing. I hope your pastor catches you by the way. Keep that finger down. Keep your head down. Probably use the horn a bit less here. Get to some more emails. Oh, great world renowned author. I typically never write emails to shows, but after you and all my other radio guys kept recommending Mantis X, I got mine a few weeks ago. Everyone in my family shoots. My wife carries as well. I was practicing one night last week when my 20-year-old daughter came by and asked how it worked, did a few drills, and went back to her cell phone. Fast forward to a few nights ago, I got home from work. She came running out of her room and said, get your pistol. She says, I want to compete against you in a side-by-side from the low-ready She was practicing all afternoon. I laughed and said, okay. Jesse, she crushed me. Started dropping 39s and 40s on me. She was so excited to beat dad shooting. It was one of my proudest moments. Said P.S. I've saved hundreds on ammo in a few weeks. Man, those moments with your kids are just freaking awesome. You know, it's something I should talk about more. I don't know why I don't. I really do enjoy using Mantis X with my sons. And to watch them go from being so awkward like you are in the beginning to real good stance, nice trigger pull, nice not having fired a shot because they're brand new shooters, right? And I've taken them to the range, but they're brand new shooters. Mantis X, you dry fire practice in your home. And like like he said, they're keeping track of your, they're scoring you, putting you through drills. 
man, go get a Mantis X for you and your family. Go to MantisX.com and get one, all right? MantisX.com. Jesse, my son is considering smoking pot to get kicked out of the military. The good guys are leaving so fast, and the filth that's left is, has him desperate. He's a good kid, doesn't drink, always been against hardcore drugs, never in any trouble. His misery now has him in a mindset to consider this. I don't want him to hate himself later for the decision. What say you? Listen, all you military guys and gals and military parents who email me, Jesse, I can't wait to get out. Jesse, I want out. Jesse, this is terrible. Jesse, you don't know how bad it is and, and, and stuff like that. One, I love your emails. Two, I understand what you're going through to be the best, the cream of the crop, and to want to serve and watch everything turn to filth around you. And the leadership of our military right now is such a disgrace in this country. The officer corps is a disgrace. You're being cheated. I know. Everything you tell me, I, I know. I get it. And I don't blame you at all. And when you get out, look, I only did one contract. I did four years. I checked out. What am I supposed to tell you? Stay in. I'd get out too. I'm telling my sons not to join. I, I, I get all that. That said, don't sacrifice your honor for anything. All right? And that's not, hey, that's not me looking down on you if you enjoy the devil's lettuce. I don't care about pot, no pot. I, I, I don't judge you and your life and the things you've done. Lord knows I don't have any justification to. But if you're in, you say he's in, he's a good kid. But he's miserable. Hey, let me encourage you with this. Misery is not always bad. In fact, if you look at human history and human accomplishment, misery is probably good for some extent because it changes your mindset, it hardens you, and it gives you confidence to walk into any situation. People ask me a lot of times when we're doing uh, Ask Dr. Jesse or I'm at a big event or something like that. Hey, Jesse, how, how do I, my kid wants confidence. How do I give my kid confidence? Hey, you, you're confident. How do I give my kid confidence? And people have this all wrong. They think to themselves, you can give it to your child by telling them you love them or you're proud of them or you tell them they're special or all those other things. No, no. Those are great things to tell your kid. Don't get me wrong. You know what gives you confidence? Going through misery and coming out the other side. That's what gives you real confidence. Who are the cockiest guys you've ever met in your life? Navy SEALs. I'll tell you right now, Navy SEALs are the cockiest guys I've ever met. I love them. We get along fine. But they're the cockiest human beings I've ever met. Why are they? They're all like that too. Some of them are quiet about it. Some aren't. But they're all cocky. Why? They've been through hell and lived. Came out the other end of it. Your kid's miserable in the military. Or you're listening to the sound of my voice and you're in and you're miserable and you want gone and I don't blame you at all. I'd, I'd get gone the second I could. Get through it. You will find the rest of life a little easier because you persevered through this one. All right? All right, enough of that. Let's do history. I want to talk history. Hang on. Jesse Kelly returns. Next. Cry. Cry. 
It is the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday, reminding you, you can still email during the show. We are live here, jesse at jessekellyshow.com, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. We have, man, we still have a lot to get to. Here's, here's where we're at. I have to give everyone a surgery update. Somebody, I'm not going to say who, somebody wants to get into machinery. I'm just kidding. We have... How much money would it take to buy me off in politics? I most definitely have a number and why we don't say man up anymore. But let's go to some history because we've had enough politics for a week. Well, we're going to get back to politics shortly, but let's take a break here. Jesse, what do you think would have happened if Hitler had not broken his pact with Stalin and invaded Russia? His name is Fred, said I can use his name. Well, that's, that's just all... I know you'll know this, but let's do a quick recap of what happened and where it happened. So Hitler, he came to power when Germany was in a very, very, very dark place. The Weimar Republic, post-World War I Germany, because they'd been so abused by the rest of the world with how, with how they closed out World War I. They just took Germany to the cleaners. The Weimar Republic was a, a disaster. A disaster, and a disaster in every possible way. It's much more, people know about the inflation of the Weimar Republic, and everyone's seen the the pictures of someone in the Weimar Republic with a wheelbarrow full of cash that's worth nothing or, or throwing money in the fireplace to keep warm. These are famous stories that most people know. What a lot of people might not know is the Weimar Republic wasn't just collapsing financially. It was collapsing socially because social collapse almost always accompanies financial collapse. Do you know there were tranny clubs in the Weimar Republic? Did you know that? It, it just society, so much of what you see now, what you're seeing now in our late stage Republic was taking place during the Weimar Republic. Now, because of that, because there was so much anger and bitterness and angst, there were a bunch of different groups, all of them left-wing groups, trying to seize power. It was much more than just Hitler's Nazis. They started out small. The communists had a huge hand in all this. They were fighting sometimes alongside the Nazis. Sometimes they were fighting against the Nazis. The street groups would fight themselves, trying to grab power because whenever there's all this chaos and misery, there is power there to be grabbed. But Hitler eventually comes to power, and there are a couple things that make this question difficult to answer. Because everyone knows Hitler hated Jews. That's not exactly something new. But it was more than that. When Hitler took power and Hitler took over Germany, so many of the communists who he had fought against before actually turned into Nazis. Did you know that? I actually write about this in the Anti-Communist Manifesto, which can be purchased at jessekellybook.com, Chris. No, I do. Did you know they even had a term for them? They called them beefsteak Nazis. Brown on the outside, red in the middle. They called them beefsteak Nazis. The communists became Nazis, and the Nazis were already Nazis. But Hitler, it was more than just hatred of the Jews. You know, he hated the Jews a lot. He hated Russia and he wanted what he called, I forget the German word for it, Lazenfraud or something like that. Every German listening to the show is going to yell at me. But it, was, it translates to living space. He thought Germany needed a bigger empire than the one it had. And, well, we have all those Jews in charge of Russia. 
I should go take what they have. Now, that's a long way to say this. It was always going to be about Russia. He was always going to go after the Soviet Union. But let's say he didn't. Let's say he said, forget it. We'll just leave the Soviet Union alone. Well, he still would have wanted living space. Remember, he wanted Great Britain and tried for Great Britain and would have potentially had Great Britain if not for the Battle of Britain. They couldn't. It's one of those amazing things about Britain. They just can't ever get across that daggone English channel. The Spanish have tried it. The French have tried it. Caesar's one of the only people who did it, and that's because it wasn't Great Britain yet. People just, Britain knows how to defend their channel. They couldn't get over into England. So if you can't get into England and you decide not to go into the Soviet Union, he's going to go elsewhere, and I say it was going to be Africa. They already established a footprint in Africa. He needed oil so much. That's a huge part of why they pushed south when they went into Russia. They needed the oil fields. They needed the oil that's going to come from northern Africa. That's a big part of why they did what they did. But in hindsight, it was just so crazy. And I guess we should thank God for that. For for Yeah, it's evil, but evil people get consumed by their own insanity so often And they just can't see how stupid they are. Remember, the Germans are excellent militarily. And the German army in World War I was incredible. They were an incredible army. One of the best. There are people who say it was the finest army in the history of the world. Their military doctrines outstanding. Leadership's outstanding. So many of those generals, they were, even if they were young men in World War I, They were the seasoned military leaders in World War II. The German army was well-led in World War II and incredible. They just had this nutball, Adolf Hitler, who was a control freak in charge, and he just kept screwing everything up. They screwed everything up in the Soviet Union. Remember this. It's just crazy when you think about how stupid these people are. And this is why just open bigotry is so dumb. It's just it doesn't benefit anyone. You realize that the Soviet Union, the Soviet people, they hated Joseph Stalin obvious, for obvious reasons. Stalin was a horrific tyrant and a murderer, and everyone knew it, and everyone hated him. And the Nazis came in, and the Nazis could have been and would have been welcomed by huge portions of the Soviet Union, but you just couldn't help yourselves. As Nazis come rolling into town, and instead of doing the, hey, we're here to liberate you thing, it was the, hey, where's the Jews? We need to shoot some people. And pretty soon the Soviets figured out, well, life ain't any better under these freaking guys. Screw the Nazis. It's it's baffling. It's one of the things Genghis Khan, for all his bad reputation, did quite well. Yeah, if you resisted, everyone was going to die. But if you didn't, Genghis Khan would really just take over your government. Hey, just send me troops whenever I want, and you're obviously under us, but you don't even have to give up your religion. Just keep doing whatever you're doing. It's fine with me. Whatever. I don't really care. Now, if even a single person resists, I'm going to kill even your pets. But that's just who he was. <laughs> All right. Let's get back to a little bit of politics here for just a moment, because I want to hit on something. Well, I just want to make sure Swalwell gave us a little sound bite. Then we're going to use his soundbite to do a little bit here. And then we'll get back to everything else, including a surgery update. Let's get also to this, though. We talk about the corporate world. Are we putting our money where our morals are every day? This weekend, you're going to go out. You're going to purchase goods and services, probably, if you have any money left. Are you going to take the time to make sure you're buying things from people who like you or people who hate you? 
Who's your cell phone with? Do you still have Verizon? Are you paying Verizon to do this to your culture? Or you can switch to Pure Talk. CEO is a veteran. Did you know that? Loves this country. That's why you've never seen any filth from Pure Talk. You'll save a fortune. You don't sacrifice service. And they share our values. Shoot, they promote our values. Pick up your phone. Dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. That'll save you 50% more off your first month on top of the other savings. Pound 250, say Jesse Kelly. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.